Greetings to you all in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. My name is Terrence Hunt. We're doing another episode of the Leadership Legacy Broadcast, Kingdom Leadership. And so I want to just welcome you all um, back to the podcast and we continue our series on Worship Warriors. Today's session is Worship Warriors Part 6 and we will discuss the principles of ascension. And what I mean by that is what are the things that happen to us when we ascend in worship to the Lord? And so as we do that, we'll be studying from the book, The Worship Warrior, with Chuck Pierce and John Dixon. I will once again show you the book. So I think this is a very valuable resource for every believer to have. Life-changing, as you understand, worship can unlock so many things in your life. So we're in chapter 4 right now. But we will continue through the book as long as the Lord would say so and move on to another topic um, later on this year. But I uh, would like to discuss these principles of ascension with you. And so um, we will go through them. There are 12 principles of ascension listed in the book, and we will discuss those. So as we begin, let's talk about what happens when we worship. What are the principles of ascension? When we worship, when we ascend in worship, we have an assurance that a heavenly place has been prepared for us. John, the 14th chapter, verses 1 through 2, tells us that you know, the Lord has prepared a place for us. And if it were not so, he would have told us that he has prepared many mansions for us in heaven. He also says that we ought to not let our hearts be troubled. Let me share this. This world is not our home. We're just passing through. If you're a believer, if you've accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're just a pilgrim on the journey. And this earth is temporary. So I did want to say that to you. I pray that um, you understand there is a greater hope awaiting us. So then we move to the second principle of ascension is that there is power in the supernatural connection we have. And we have access to the Father and all of his love. And so as we worship the Lord, the supernatural connection occurs and we have access to the Father and all of his love. Have you ever had a moment of worship and you just felt that warm sensation? You just felt that, that touch from the Lord. You just felt that goosebumps or just that, that assurance that everything was going to be okay. That's what happens when we worship. The Lord, He lifts our burdens. He carries our sorrows. As we worship, He looks beyond our faults and sees our needs. God begins to release things in our lives. In the presence of the Lord, there is a fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. Wow. So, as you worship the Lord, you can leave your troubles behind. Oh my goodness. Somebody needs to leave their troubles behind. Somebody needs to leave their worries and their stress behind. As we seek the Lord in worship and we draw nigh to Him, and He draw nigh to us, we understand everything's going to be all right. God has all this stuff under control. We have to let our faith be active and seek the Lord in worship. We talk about believing in God. How about worshiping the one you believe in? How about ascending in worship? How about lifting your hands, thanking Him, and kneeling before your King of Kings and your Lord of Lords? As we go on on the principles of ascension, 
we receive revelation of who the Father is. Sometimes our problem with our faith is not that we don't believe, it's that we don't understand all the attributes of God. We may not understand the character of God. And so when certain situations occur, we, we panic, we get into anxiety and fear. But you have to know that your God is a healer when you're sick. You have to know that your God is a provider when you need resources. You have to know that when stress breaks out, God is a peace giver. You have to know that the Lord is joy in the midst of sorrow. You have to have confidence, and that comes through worship. That comes through having intimate time with the Father and spending time with Him. How many of you could say that you know your parents, your biological parents, if you never spent time with them? How many of you could say you know any of your family members or your friends if you never spent time with them? Yet we say we know God, but are we really worshiping? Are we really spending intimate time with Him? Hmm, I'll let you answer that question. We don't want anybody to lie today. <laughs> so anyway, um, we'll move forward. Principle number four of the principles of ascension is that Jesus ascended so that the helper, the Holy Spirit, could come to earth in our behalf. Let's look at the scripture in John which talks about this. The scripture in John is John 16, verse 7. And we read through verse 9. It says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they believe not on me. Well, the point is that God has sent you a Comforter. Jesus said, If I don't leave... You don't get to experience the comforter. So Jesus Christ, he died on the cross, was buried, rose again, talked to the disciples for a little while, and was elevated back to heaven. And when he was elevated to heaven, he released the Holy Spirit to us so that we would not be alone, so that we would not be comfortless, so that we would not be powerless. We have access to the power of the Holy Spirit. Away with all these sorcerers and witches and magicians and these demonic people that think that they really got some power. Let me tell you, there is no power like the Holy Spirit. But we minimize him as Christians. I think the reason why a lot of young people today are not in church is because the Holy Spirit doesn't even seem to be emphasized. It's almost as if the Holy Spirit don't exist. And so this is the reason I believe some of these younger people and maybe some of the other generations are so fascinated with all this demonic stuff that we see on TV and radio and all this demonic stuff that's going on in the world. But I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is the one with the power. It might look like the devil got some power, but I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is much, much greater. Greater is he that is in you ah, than he that's in the world. Let me tell you something. You haven't experienced no power until the Holy Spirit come upon you. That is some power. That is some power. The Holy Spirit had gotten the disciples so full that the people in uh, the book of Acts thought that they were drunk with wine. That's how powerful the Holy Spirit had come into that place and shaken that place up. 
Well, don't let me get started on that. I won't ever get through the rest of the principles if we stay stuck on the Holy Spirit. But I could teach on it because the Holy Spirit is often minimized and neglected and not discussed. But he is very significant. The Holy Spirit is a person. It's like Satan is a person. The Holy Spirit is a person. And he's powerful. And he's a comforter. And he's a healer. And he's a joy giver. And he's a provider. And he's a key that unlocks doors. Okay, I got to get back to my teaching, right? <laughs> anyway, principle number five. We will be comforted during our suffering. The Holy Spirit is the one that provides comfort when you suffer, when you grieve in that loss, when you grieve in death, when you're going through something difficult. And the peace of God that surpasses your understanding comes upon you, the Holy Spirit. So you don't even know how you're making it right now. Things going bad on the job. Things going bad at home. Thinking you should lose your mind. The Holy Spirit is the one holding you together. Giving you peace. Letting you know everything's going to be alright. Number six. Because he ascended, he can reveal heaven's call. Christ ascended into the heavens. And he can reveal our calling to us. Because... He fulfilled the calling God had on his life. We'll talk more about that in a, in a few minutes as well. Principle number seven, we can see the new doors that open for ministry on earth as we worship. One of the reasons some of us are confused, one of the reasons some of us are stuck is that we're not ascending in worship. We don't understand what God is doing. We can't discern, we can't see. When you worship the Lord, all your heart, soul, and mind, and worship the Lord in spirit and truth, God begins to reveal. He will begin to reveal you to you the doors that God is opening for you to minister, to teach, to help, to encourage. Maybe God will reveal to you a door. Sometimes it's a business opportunity. Sometimes it's an opportunity to help somebody in need. God will show you your assignments. That's very important. You do understand, don't you, that you weren't just created on this planet to just roam free. God created you for an assignment. You're the right height. You're the right weight. You're the right size. You're the right, uh, you have the right voice pattern. You have the right spirit to handle your assignment. And God has designed you for an assignment. So you have to understand that and understand that the Lord wants to show you what he made you for and take you into that realm. Oh, I hope this is helping somebody today. Somebody, they're feeling like they're here by accident, but I'm telling you, God planned you, even if you were born out of wedlock, even if you were born through a rape, even if you had a single mother, you know, teenage mother, whatever, you're not here by mistake. God took the, the time to plan you. Look in Psalms 139 and read it. It talks about how God knit you together telling you God stitched you together piece by piece he has something for you to do and you won't know that until you spend time with the one who made you the manufacturer is the only one that can tell you what the product is made for God is our manufacturer he made us he knows why we're here and as you worship the Lord he will reveal his plan to you oh that's a good one look at verse uh, not verse look at principle number eight as we go into worshiping the Lord in ascension. 
we can be released and aligned with the gifts that allow us to demonstrate God's power, authority, and rule in the earthly realm. Let's look at something in Ephesians because this will bless you. We're going to understand God put some gifts and talents inside of you so you can be powerful. So you can demonstrate God's power really isn't about us. It's about God's power being in the earth, right? So here we are, Ephesians, the fourth chapter, verse number seven. And I will read to 12. It says, nevertheless, oh, sorry, wrong, wrong scripture here. Um, this thing didn't change. Hold on. Sometimes iPhones don't always do correct. All right, Ephesians 4, 7. But unto every one of us is grace given according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he said, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now he that ascended, what is it? But he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. He that descended is the same also that ascended far above the heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. The Lord is telling us that, um, you know, he gave each one of us a measure of grace. Some of us are called to do different things. Now, this is speaking specifically of the fivefold ministry. These are things we think of in church, apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists. I don't want you to limit your understanding to just that. You must understand, even if you're called to be an usher, even if you're called to stand at the door, even if you're called to serve other people, if you're called to be a cook, if you're called to uh, you know, go to the hospital and pray for sick people, listen, God has graced you to do that. When you worship the Lord, He begins to reveal to you and release you into your assignments. God will begin to move in such a way that you will be, begin to do the things that he purposed for you to do. Sometimes you won't even realize until you're doing it that you're on assignment. God has a way. And I heard a bishop say this. God has a way of just tripping you in this stuff. seems like how you got there wasn't even planned. It just seemed like you just kind of stumbled into a situation. But God is using you for his glory. So I want you to know God is not... Um, making any mistakes, even though you might not understand what God's doing, there are times when God will allow situations so that he can line you up with your purpose and line you up with this will. I hope this is helping somebody today. God has put you in a position so that you can be part of the perfecting of the saints, so that you can be part of the building up of the saints. People need to be built up. People need help. <coughs> People need to be taught so that they're not swayed by all this ungodly doctrine that's out here in the earth. So God wants you to be open to him. And as you worship the Lord, he begins to do things like setting you up for your calling. We can demonstrate the life-changing power of the gospel. That's principle number nine. We can demonstrate the life-changing power of the gospel. It's not enough just for us to say that we're Christians. God wants us to be salt and light. People ought to look at us and see Jesus in us and say, you know what, that person right there, they different. I don't know what it is about them, but they're different. That's what God wants. God wants us to 
demonstrate his power. Many people want to talk about it. God wants us to be about it. And that happens when you worship the Lord. He begins to manifest some things in your life. I'm telling you, I'm a living witness. There are times when I'm on the way to work, worshiping the Lord, and I may have a powerful session with a client and be able to get understanding and insight because I've already spent time with the Father who knows everything. He could begin to reveal certain solutions for me to share with that person. Now, I can't tell them that I got it from God. Some people don't serve God. But there, sometimes they may be amazed because of the understanding. That's what it's all about. It's about being used of God and being effective for Him no matter what you're doing. So let's look at um, this one. Number 10 says, We can experience the Lord standing with us, strengthening us to accomplish His will in the earth. This is all happening as we worship. God will strengthen you for the task at hand. Let's look at it. 2 Timothy 4, verses 16 to 18. At first, at my first answer, no man stood with me, but all forsook me. I pray, God, that it may not be laid to their charge. Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me, that by the preaching might be fully known, and that all Gentiles might hear, and I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. And the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work and preserve me into his heavenly kingdom, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. The Apostle Paul is talking here, letting us know. Men couldn't depend on those guys, man. They didn't even stick with me. But the Lord, not only was he with me, but he strengthened me. In the midst of being alone, he strengthened me to preach the gospel. Listen, I'm telling you, you can't put your trust in people. People will let you down. But God will never let you down. You will worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. God will stand with you. He will strengthen you to accomplish his will on the earth. Now, I'm not saying that we don't need the fellowship. And I'm not saying that we don't need to have relationships with people. And we need to work together with other people. As a team, if possible, in team ministry. But there are some times when people just aren't um, reliable. And what I'm telling you is when the people aren't reliable, God will always be reliable. He will show up. He will show out in your life and let you know, I got you, son. I got you, daughter. That's powerful. Let's look at principle number 11. From his ascension, he demonstrated that the glory, not death, is the final word of operation in our lives. Death has no sting in our life. The Lord Jesus Christ snatched the keys of death from the devil long ago after he died on the cross. The, the, the Lord has descended into hell, took the keys from the devil, kicked his behind, and freed the captives. And when he freed the captives, then the Lord ascended unto heaven after that. So death has no power over a believer. The blood of Jesus Christ has already delivered us from sin, from death, from every curse. Let's look at um, principle number 12, and we can begin to wrap this up for today. From ascension, we always have final victory. From ascension, from worship, from spending time with intimate time with the Lord, we always have final victory. I want to look at Revelation 1 and 1. This wasn't on my agenda today, but I do want to look at it. Listen to this. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him 
to show his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John. Well, I don't know why that's there, honestly. I can't really connect that with what we just read. But anyway, just understand, we always have the final victory. We worship with the Lord. We spend time with the Lord. We ascend into worship. We have the victory, not defeat. This is why worship is so important. This is why the devil fights you on your worship. This is why the enemy wants you to distract it. The enemy doesn't want you to worship the Lord. The enemy wants you to put sports in front of God. The enemy wants you to put your family in front of God. The enemy wants you to put other people in front of God. Money, things, sex, drugs. Because the enemy knows that if you spend time, intimate time with God and you worship, you're going to whip his behind. You're going to win. You're going to be a victorious soldier. You're going to start taking territory from the enemy if you become a worship warrior. I'm telling you, he doesn't want that. So the enemy sends all manner of things at us to distract us. And I will admit, there are times I don't always worship the Lord as consistently as I should. But I will say, at the end of the day, I've got to come back to him. I need him. My soul hungers and thirsts for the Lord like a deer pants for the water. Gotta have him. Can't make it without him. Jesus said in John 16, you can do nothing without me. And he's right. Really can't do nothing without him. Why don't you join me in ascending in worship? Why don't you join me in seeking the Lord? Why don't you join me in being in his presence? And let's watch together how God delivers all of us and begins to push us into our ministry assignments and begins to do the supernatural, exceeding, abundant above all God can ask or think in our lives. And we will celebrate and give God all the glory and the honor for what he's done in our lives. Isn't that good news? Let's pray real quick and I'll let you go. Father God, I want to thank you for those under the sound of my voice. Thank you for this podcast today. Teach us, Lord, the many, many benefits and the many, many principles of ascension and worship. How you want to show out in our lives as we seek your face, as we draw near to you and you draw near to us, as you whisper in our ears your plans for our lives, as you release your power in our lives, as you manifest your power in our lives and we become salt and light in the earth. Help us, Lord, to remember you're the power source. And if we stay connected to the power source, our lives will be filled with power. But if we disconnect from the power source, that light is not even going to be flickering. It's going to be off. But we need you, God. You've made us to be salt and light. Help us to stay connected to you. Let nothing separate us from your love. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless all of you. I love you. And until next time, be blessed and highly favored.